kind of freaks anybody out. We'll be looking at the verses 49, Psalms 119, verses 49 uh, through 56. And uh, uh, the title of this will be, I guess, we're looking at our comfort by the word of God because of God's faithfulness. Um, let's go ahead and we'll read, the, we'll read this passage, this, this group of verses, 49 through 56, and then we're going to pray and, and, and uh, get into it. It says, verse 49, Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have made me great, greatly, or the proud have had me greatly in derision. Yet have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have com comforted myself. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the, the benefit of your word in our lives. Lord, uh, the comfort, the hope, Lord, the, the strength that we can get, garner from it, Lord, is, as, uh, Lord is, as we need it, Father. We live in a day and age, and then, uh, there's never been a day and age where there aren't problems. But Lord, as we, as we face the trials and the afflictions of today, Lord, uh, we can look at your promises and, and know that, Lord, that you keep your promises. And Father, I am so thankful for that. Help us now. I pray you give us understanding of your word. I pray you help me to declare the, declare the truth of it, or that we can then take the, that truth and apply it to our lives, that we might be able to say that, that we have kept your precepts, Lord, that we have been comforted because we've done that. Help us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love that this is one of my favorite sections that I've read so far as we've studied. and uh, starting. Let's look, look at the first two verses there, 49 and 50. They, it's kind of, uh, it, it's all encapsulated in those two verses and then explained in the next couple of verses. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with those. It says, Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The first thing, the first word I have underlined is the word remember. I love the word remember in scripture because anytime. Somebody tells, asks God to remember uh, his promises, or anytime God says, I remembered this, uh, is talking about the faithfulness of God. Uh, we just sang about God's faithfulness, and, and listen, no matter what our trials are, no matter what the problems we face, no matter what's going on in our life, we know that God doesn't change, and he's always faithful. If he's made a promise to us in Scripture, he will keep that promise. Uh, and, and, and many times when we think about uh, the hope that we have in the word of God, uh, it's based upon his faithfulness. If I made you a, a promise, uh, if I, if I, Zach, if I, if I came to your house and I promised you that you and I were going to go out, go out fishing. I don't, do you like fishing? No? Okay. Hunting? Ice cream? Nothing? Steak? Okay, if I promised to take you out for a nice big steak dinner, but I never kept my promise... And I never, never, never kept any of my promises. And you, you found me as somebody who I wasn't worthwhile trusting. And I made you that promise. How much would you hope that that would happen? Not at all. 
It's kind of like when you're waiting for the, for the USPS guy or the UPS guy or the, 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 the guy who's coming to work on your fridge uh, sometime between you know, 7 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock at night and you've got to be there and you spend all day there and he never shows up. Right? That's how we think of, of hope in somebody's word. But when we're talking about the word of God, God is faithful in his promises. So, so when we hope in God's word, uh, it's, it's, a, it's not a, I, I, I want this to happen. I'm going to lean towards this might happen. It's a patiently waiting until it does happen because we, have an ex- we, we expect God to keep his word because God has always kept his word. God has never uh, failed us once. There's never been a person in, in this world that can tell, give us a time when his word has failed. Uh, there's never been a time in scripture that we can see where God's word failed. He is always faithful. It's part of his nature. And God cannot act outside of his nature. So here in this first two verses, David, who's the author of, of, this, of this chapter, uh, he, he's, it's, a, it's a prayer of his. And he's praying unto God, remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. He's saying, remember the word. Remember the promises that you gave me. I've placed my hope in them. And he's, he's waiting patiently. He, hasn't, he has yet to see the, the, the answers to, his, uh, to, to his, uh, the, the, the promises being kept yet. But he's, his hope is in them. And I'm so thankful that we have a God who is good to us. Uh, notice how it says that there's, it's, remember the word unto thy servant. He didn't say, remember the word unto the king, because David was the king. He said, remember the word unto thy servant. Uh, think about a boss giving a promise to an employer or, or, making, or giving a word to the employee. The, the things that you want to, that, that boss to remember are the things that he said he'd do for you. Uh, you don't want to necessarily remember him giving you the different tasks, maybe the, especially the ones that you failed at. Remember what you said I was supposed to do all of this stuff over here and why well, I, I didn't do it. You don't want him to remember those things, right? Uh, uh, David is, is looking at God or, or crying out to God saying, remember the word. And these are the good words, promises made unto him. And, and again, all throughout scripture are promises of, of God unto us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us, that he'll give us strength, uh, that, 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 that he'll bless us, that, uh, uh, that, that he'll keep us, that, that uh, our, our promise of our salvation. There, there's so many promises throughout the word of God that we can rely upon uh, and, and know that are true. If it's, if it's from the word of God, we know that it's true. So it says, remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. We can have hope through God's word. We can have hope because of God's word, despite our circumstances. No matter what's going on around us, no matter what affliction there is, uh, the word of God brings hope into our lives. Uh, uh, many times, the reason why Christians don't have any hope because they haven't really spent enough time in the Word of God and the promises of God to really be able to have hope in the Word of God. They're hoping for their salvation, right? They hope that one day down the road that, they, they, that God's going to, when they die, that they're going to wake up in heaven. And that's the, that's the, the hope that most, most Christians, are, at least in America, are looking forward to today. But listen, we, we can have hope that God will bear us through our trials. We can have hope that God will, will strengthen us, that God will give us patience, that God, will give us, that God will give us all that we need in this life to live a godly life. We can have hope, but that hope comes through his word, because God is faithful to his word. Next we see in the next verse, it says, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. God gives us comfort in the midst of our affliction, no matter what, like, remember what I said, no matter what our circumstances are, it says, this is my comfort in my affliction. Thy word, for thy word hath quickened me. God gives us hope, comfort, and 
perseverance, strength. The word, the, word, uh, the word quicken means to be made alive, to be revived. Imagine yourself in the, having been beaten down and, and, and bruised and battered and hurt and, and, and God giving you the strength to get back up to fight, to continue on, to keep going. Uh, it's, uh, that's the, uh, the, we can receive that strength from the word of God. As the Holy Spirit works in us and, 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 and uses the word to, to sanctify us and cleanse us and to, to uphold us, when we look at the promises of God and the nature of God, it, can, it helps us to continue to keep going. We can have comfort in our affliction. The word affliction means uh, depression. It means, uh, it means, uh, it means that, that being battered. How many of us have never had a time in our life when when we were emotionally affected. Something happened in our life. Of course, we all have. Everybody has. Uh, uh, there have been times when we've been financially affected, sometimes physically, uh, sometimes uh, just it, it almost seems like a spiritual battle. And there, uh, we can look through throughout Scripture and, and find, uh, find uh, uh, accounts of all of those different kinds of things when something would happen to one of those, uh, David, for instance, or Elijah after his victory and, and, and asking God to kill him because he thought he was all alone. We can see in the midst of their affliction who was with them. God was with them. God gave him his promises, God gave him his word, and, and God strengthened him, God lifted them up. And, and we can, so we can see that they're, they're made alive, and that's what David is saying here. He goes, I've hoped in thy word, uh, there's comfort in thy word, and, and your word has quickened me. So, that, so this is really the principle of the whole thing. Because God is faithful to his, to his word, we can find hope in his word no matter what our circumstances are. And in that hope of the promises of God's word, we can find comfort in the midst of the circumstances. Even though, uh, even though we may be surrounded, even though we may be going right in the midst of the, the darkest problem of our lives, we can, still have, we can still be comforted by the hope that we have in God's faithfulness to his word. And that strength, that, 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 that strength will lift us up and help us to persevere, and to help us to move on. That is, that is what this, this entire section of this, this passage, these eight verses, that's what it's all about. That we can have hope in the word of God, and listen, we live in a, uh, listen, and there's never been a day and age where there wasn't, this wasn't needed. Right back in the, as you were talking about the losing, the, the, your family that lost four kids, and, you know, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. But maybe they couldn't imagine 2020 and all the things that's going on right now and, and the, the political unrest and all this other stuff and the rioting in the streets. And they'd look at that and think, this is all crazy. There's never been a time when there hasn't been affliction. And sometimes that affliction is from without, right? It can just be the circumstances that we live in. A, a pandemic, it could be the, the political, uh, it could be all of those things. Sometimes it's a financial, it's situations that we're in that we, that we on, our, on our own are unable to get ourselves out of. Sometimes it's uh, other people attacking us. And that's going to be the situation that David is going to describe here in a minute about the, the, those who are deriding him. And, and, and sometimes it's from without as, they, as people attack. And listen, there are people who will attack you. And if there aren't people that you can think of that, that will attack you, you have a spiritual uh, enemy who is out to attack you, and he's, he's out to, to destroy you. And listen, those attacks come on a daily basis. 
So how do we how do we survive? How do we how do we make it? Listen, if we spend our time looking at all the terrible the terrible problems, we're just going to get ourselves depressed and get ourselves in a funk, and we'll never be able to do anything. And it's just be able to, the world's out to get me. And I, I just I'm going to quit. But what did David do? Well, let's, let's look what David does. It says in verse fifty one. The proud have had me greatly in derision. Now he's talking about those enemies from without. Uh, he describes them as the proud. Uh, I don't, we don't know who they were. We don't know uh, necessarily what group. Uh, there were many enemies that David had, but they had him in derision. The word derision means uh, contemptible mockery. They were, they were talking about him. They were, uh, they were making plans against him. They were trying to, they were trying to, uh, to destroy David. Maybe unseat him from his throne. Uh, maybe, maybe take some of his power away from him as king. Uh, uh, we know that that happened. Uh, his son tried to take his throne from him. His, his closest advisor turned on him uh, at that point in time. We don't, I don't know when this was, but I know that David had his problems. But uh, listen, we all have our problems. And again, sometimes it's from, sometimes it's from within too, by the way. I, I, sometimes it's, it's the way that we talk down about ourselves and our own hearts and our own minds. And, and listen, we forget about how worthy we are. Listen, we're not worthy because we're good. We're worthy because God values us. We're, uh, listen, God can use a broken vessel. God can use a, uh, somebody who's, who doesn't have all the ability. In fact, God is, God is glorified even more when he does use those that are broken and, un, and, and unable because it's God who then strengthens them and gives them the ability to do it. So, so, so we need to stop beating up ourselves and just allow God to use us. But uh, this affliction, this, this, uh, this, these things that come, they can come from without, they can come from our circumstances, they can come from people, they can be spiritually, it can be Satan, or it can even be ourselves. But regardless, in the midst of the, that affliction, in the midst of that derision, when we find ourselves in the deepest, darkest place, we need to do what David did. He said there in verse 50, 51, the proud have had me greatly in derision. Greatly means holy. Uh, it means he was completely, it, it, was, it couldn't have gotten any worse for him. But notice his response, yet have I not declined from thy law. Even though he was in derision, even though he was, he was under, under attack from those that were around him, he did not turn from the word of God. He did not walk in a different way. He continued to be obedient to the word of God. He continued to trust and hope in the word of God. And the next verse says, I remembered thy judgments of old. Instead of, instead of his focus being upon the attack, his focus became on the word. Instead of focusing on our problems, and instead of focusing on, on the, the, the affliction and all of those other things, our focus should be on the Word, because that's where our hope is. That's where our strength is. That's where our comfort is going to be. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves in, a deep of, in the bottom of a deep, dark hole that we cannot get ourselves out of. Sometimes it's good to be in that dark hole, because we don't have anywhere else to look but to God. There are times in, in, in our lives, I believe, that God will put us in that dark hole. God will allow us to be, to be surrounded by our enemies, to, to get us into that dark hole. Listen, uh, Joseph had to be in that dark hole so that God could use him one day. 
Peter had to had to get to a point where where Satan had sifted him like like wheat, and he he, he looked in the eyes of the Savior after he had denied him. And listen, and, and Peter went through all of that. Why? So that at the end of all that, he could strengthen his brethren. There are times when, when God allows those things to happen to us, but again, we need to remember the promises of God and place our hope in his word. It says there in verse 52, I remembered thy judgments of old, thy judgments of old O Lord, and have comforted myself. And remember, the comfort comes uh, because of his hope and, and the promises of God. Uh, and the, 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 the word of God made him alive or quickened him and gave, revived him and strengthened him. And he was able to continue on in the midst of all that. The next verse says, horror hath taken hold upon me. This is when the word of God really begins to seep into our hearts and our minds. First, you need to understand the word horror here. is isn't talking about he felt, he felt bad or he was afraid. We, sometimes we think about think like that when we hear the word horror. But it's talking about a, it's the same word used. Do you remember when Abraham, or not Abraham, yeah, no, Moses, came off the mountain after spending time with God. God gave him the Ten Commandments, written with his finger on the, on the stone tablets. And he's, he's walking down the mountain. And he sees the people dancing around the idol. And a righteous indignation rose up within him and he, he, man, he got mad and he threw those, he threw those, uh, uh, those tablets down and busted the Ten Commandments up and God had to make some more. Uh, it's the same word. Is that, 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 that he was so close to the word of God here, uh, having remembered the, old, the judgments of old and, and being reminded of those things and his hope in those things, that when he saw the sin and the wickedness around him, a righteous uh, hatred for sin rose up, rose up in him. And that, and that, encouraged him to do what was right. That we have too many people that in the midst of all these things, we, we, we forget about the word of God and we just will either succumb to the, to the affliction or we'll, we'll turn our back on God and walk in the ways of the world. But instead, we should be more like Phineas, another one who had the same word. Remember when Phineas, when God is judging the people in the midst of all the judgment, uh, some, idiot, some idiot from Israel went out and, and brought in a prostitute from, from, another, from one of the Gentile nations and brought her into the camp of Israel. And Phineas uh, took a spear and speared her in the middle of his tent in the act of fornication. Right through his back and her, her belly, killed him right then and there. And, God, and, and, and Phineas was praised for that by God. I'm not saying we should run around killing everybody. What I'm saying is we should see that, there's a, that when, when, we, when we're in the word of God and God's word begins to work in us, there should be a righteous indignation in our heart against sin that we should choose to do what's right regardless of the circumstances that are around us. Regardless of whether, whether people are going to look at us and say, you're wrong and that you shouldn't do that. that that's... that's, a, that's a, uh, not politically correct, or whatever, whatever the phrase you you fascist or whatever. Listen, we should choose to do what's right versus what's understood to be okay in the in the culture. And the word of God will do that to us as we rely upon it, as we place our hope in it, as we remember it. Verse fifty four says, "Thy statutes have been my songs." In the house of my pilgrimage. And verse 55 says, I remember thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. We see here that hope, and I haven't really been giving you the points, hope, we, we, we can have hope through the word of God. We can have comfort through the word of God. We can have perseverance through the word of God. Now we can have God's presence through the word. The statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. 
the word pilgrimage, the, the house of my pilgrimage there, the two uh, the Hebrew words there are, it's talking about a dwelling place in where you sojourn. And you say, well, I, we live here. It's not talking about where you live on a permanent basis. Where sojourn means it's a place you go and you visit and you come back. Uh, when Ruth's family went to down, to, or not, when, not when Ruth, but uh, when went down to Moab, her, her father-in-law and mother-in-law came down to Moab. They went down to sojourn. They never intended to stay. They intended to go back home. So, so it, it'd be like us coming It'd be like us coming and going on a vacation. You know, my wife and I are going away uh, Saturday through Saturday, and we're going to sojourn up in Acadia for a week. I'm not going to live there forever. I'm going to move back to Augusta or back to Vassaboro. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to move. It's, that'll be our dwelling place. It's a place where you don't live. Listen, this world isn't my home. It's not, if you're a Christian, it's not yours either. So while we're here, it says the songs, it says that the, the statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. He's talking about the word of God and how uh, uh, he rehearses these things. And he sings, sings the word of God and the statutes of, the, of God's law. Uh, and and that's, it's, it's something that's just in his mind and on his mind constantly. Why? Because his mind isn't here. His heart isn't here. His heart is, in, is, is, is with, with the Father. You ever had a song stuck in your head and it just doesn't quit? I used to work with a guy uh, who would uh, whistle. He would come behind you and just while you're working and he would whistle. Uh, <laughs> if I only had a brain. You know that song? Have fun because it's going to be stuck in your mind all night long. I hated him for it. I didn't really hate him, but, but I hated that he did it. He did it to everybody. It was all, he did it on purpose. And you, after a little bit, you're like, oh, just go away. And 10, 15 minutes later, there you are. You're, you're singing the song. You're humming the song. It, it, it's awful. But the word of God should be like that in our hearts and our minds. If we're going to uh, go, be able to go through these afflictions and face these afflictions, it needs to be something not that we just reach for when we're in the midst of an affliction, but it's something that we, man, it's on our hearts all the time. Uh, through memorization, uh, through through spending time in reading and just meditating on the Word of God, uh, uh, it's that that's where our hope is going to come from. That's that's uh, how we're going to be quickened uh, by the Word. It's not going to be that we read it once somewhere along the line and now okay, I'm now quickened. It's it's that it's that 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 abiding in the Word, uh, Jesus said, and having the Word abide in you. We can have His presence. So even though David was saying he was in the land that he was sojourning in, that he wasn't there, we could, he could still, through the word of God, have the presence of God. Same in verse 55 when he talks about how he remembered his name in the night. The night is a, is a, is a lonely place. And you think of somebody, as a child, I can remember laying in my bed in the dark and now having four kids and having gone through all of the, I'm afraid. It's so dark, I can't, I can't see. They sleep in the same room. You're not by yourself. It doesn't matter. They're all alone. Sometimes in our affliction, we feel like we're all alone. It's, it's amazing how you can be in the middle of a crowd. Not, not anymore, because over 50 people get together, unless you're protesting something. Uh, but, uh, but you can be in the middle of a crowd and truly be all by yourself. At least feel like that. Not that there aren't that, that people that 
not that there aren't people that care about you there. You can be with your family. But in the middle of your affliction, you can feel like you're all by yourself. But know that you're not. So even in the middle of his affliction, in the middle of the night, he says, I remember thy name, O Lord, in the night, and I kept thy law. He says, I remember you, Lord. And listen, remember the Lord said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You are not alone. You're not alone. And, and no, you cannot see him. No, you cannot handle his hands and put your fingers in the, in the nail prints. But listen, through faith, we don't need to do that. Through faith, we have his word. You have his word. You're not alone. You have his presence. Lastly, grace. The last verse here says, This I had because I kept thy precepts. What did he have? Hope. Comfort. Strength. Perseverance. Why? Because he kept the precepts. He kept, guarded the word. Not meaning he obeyed the word, although I'm sure he did. He guarded those. He guarded the words of God. As we guard the word of God, as we hold it dear to our hearts, as we as we sing it to ourselves, as we memorize it and meditate upon it, as we, it will give us the hope. We, we we are then hoping in it. We are finding comfort in it, and it will quicken us and give us the perseverance that we need, no matter the affliction we face. And the truth is, we all do face affliction, and they're all different. But that's okay. Because God's word is still still true, regardless of who it is, regardless of the affliction. God's promises are always true. For those of you that are home, we're going to take some time to pray. If you have a prayer request, you can send it in to us. We'll pray for it here. Um, we're going to we're going to take a few minutes here to take some prayer requests. But I encourage you once you once we shut off the once we shut the thing, things down, um, take some time to pray. Uh, I appreciate those that, that watched through. I, I pray that the message was an, an encouragement to you, um, that you take it to heart. But, but don't forget to spend some time in prayer tonight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll go ahead and shut down the live feed, and, and I'll take, we'll take prayer requests.